0: So that we can receive the 8,810 promises of God, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to His beloved man. Welcome to Blueprint of Fate. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host. In this episode, we're going to look at uh, Jesus' office as high priest. And um, the last uh, episode I just took, um, I took you to Isaiah and showed you that uh, how Jesus identified with our afflictions. And the reason why I did that was I felt that uh, many of us right now is going through some difficult times because of... Um, the uh, advent of the coronavirus into the world and what it has caused the amount of um, uh, uh, um, pain and grief that uh, many of us have gone through and uh, through uh, the advent of of this uh, disease that is here on on the earth. And um, uh, the Bible predicts that these things will happen in the last days, that um, Um, One of the Advent uh, or signs of the last days was that a plague will come, and that particular plague will take a third of mankind um, from the earth. So I remember when this uh, plague had hit, my granddaughter had asked me, uh, she said, Papa, is this the big one? And um I, you know, kind of threw me in and I asked her, I said, what do you mean? She said, well, uh, the Bible says that in the last days that one third of mankind is going to die from a plague. Do you think this is the big one? And so um, my answer at the time was, uh, I don't believe that, but uh, you never know, Um as this thing uh, changes and so forth, we all have to make adjustments to it. But um, I felt that it was uh, uh, that this particular topic needed to be talked about as far as the position of Jesus as our high priest, uh, because I'd mentioned and say that uh, uh, he was uh, 100% God, 100% man, and um, he, the Bible tells us that he... He was a, he was able to identify with all of our weaknesses and so forth, and that's um, you know so why so that he, as his offices in the high priest, can really understand what uh, what we go through, and uh, the um, the topic of high priest, uh, we see it all the way through the Bible. It started with uh, Genesis. Um, in the book of Genesis with, um, Melchizedek. And we're going to go back into you know, and talk about that. That was in he, um, uh, Genesis, uh, um, chapter 14, uh, when, and we'll go back to that again, as I mentioned, and we'll take a look at that incident when, uh, Melchizedek was there with Abram. And, uh, we'll, we'll go into some details as to what was done there and how it was done. But, um, our topic is going to be done and uh we're looking at the book of Hebrews the book of Hebrews chapter 4 through um all the way to 7 uh basically talks about Jesus's role as a high priest and um uh in our life and how he, he you know what he does on our behalf and so we're going to look at uh we're going to take those scriptures And then we're going to read some of those. We're not going to look at all of it, but we're going to do a little walk through the Bible and uh, uh, just try to get a a little glimpse of it. Uh, One of the the things that uh, you should have your pastor uh, maybe elaborate about is the temple. Um, And if he does a temple, a teaching on the temple um, in the wilderness, um, it or the tabernacle in the wilderness. That uh, uh, tabernacle is everything about what the high priest uh, uh, does, and all the symbols that it relates to 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 us and in Christ and what He's doing for us. It's all actually just laid out there so that we can see His His off office. And I'm going to throw a little nugget in into this. Um, uh, when Lucifer was first um, created, if you look at what was in his body, um, those um, um, uh, stones and so forth, there were all colors that high priests would have on their breastplate and what they would wear. And um, the belief was that he was uh, acting as a high priest. Um, in the time of the angels. Um, And so, uh, but that's just a nugget that I throw out there to you guys. Uh, Hopefully it'll spark some interest so you could do some studying into that. But um, uh, I'm going to take a look at Hebrews chapter 4. And um, we are going to, uh, it basically begins in verse 14 saying, it states that seeing then that we have a great high priest uh, that is passed into heaven into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession or our confession, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. And so, because of his action, listen to what verse sixteen says. Let us therefore come boldly onto the throne of grace, that that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. And so, um, uh, as you begin to see that uh, from that those couple of verses, that. Uh, uh, Jesus is the high priest, and because he is the high priest, we can approach God in, uh, with boldness. Why? Because Jesus is there right now, and I'll talk to you and show you that even, um, uh, uh they got a, a glimpse of him, uh, how he looked in, 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 in the heavens as he is right now. And so, um, it is uh, very important that uh, uh, you get an understanding of this because uh, his office and and what he does. And uh, it is a beautiful thing what Jesus did and what God did because the Bible says that um, uh, God chose him to be our high priest. And so um, uh, we're going to go into that as well. Um, But let's um let's take a look and uh, as I mentioned to you um, that uh, uh, as a result of Jesus becoming a high priest, it says in the, the previous verse that because he was, he was a high priest on our behalf, because he, he was touched with the feelings of our infirmities. I talked about all of those things that you and I are going through, as I mentioned earlier in the last, um, um, you know, uh, podcast. And just listen to that one because, again, my goal with these is to be an encouragement um, at this time and um, to uh, walk with you and um, so that uh, uh, you can be encouraged uh, at what Jesus has done for us. Um I want to take a uh I want to read this in another translation. Um uh, and this is in verse uh chapter four, verse one. Therefore, since the promise of entering rest, it talks here about us entering into the rest of of uh, that God has for us as believers. And um if you take a look and you see in verse four. Uh, um, of Hebrews, it talks about us again entering, as I mentioned, to that rest in verse fourteen. As we we, we see, it says, um, "Therefore, since we have a great High Priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess." And that's what I wanted to to bring out to you, so you see that the faith that we uh, profess for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses but one who has been tempted in every way just as we are yet he did not sin and as I mentioned I, uh, before I told you as a, as uh, because of what he has done you and I can approach um uh, uh, heaven differently. And one of the, the reasons why I read, uh, verses 14 in the NIV, um, was to bring out a little more clarity about, uh, uh, uh you know, uh, what, uh, uh, what he, how he has done it and so forth. If we go back a little further up in, in, in four chapter 12, it says, for the word of God is alive and active. Is sharper than any double edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of the soul and the spirit, the joint and the marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of Him to whom we must give an account, so because of the seriousness of that verse in verse twelve and thirteen therefore, so i remember I remember when I was in Bible school, they would always tell us what is the therefore therefore, and um Therefore is therefore because it shows us that, um, uh, the word of God is alive and it's active and it's sharp, it's double edged and it's there to judge, it'll cover all of our sins and so forth and everything that, uh, and it, it tells us that everything uncovered is laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we as individuals must give an, an account of. And then it says, but therefore, since we have a great high priest who have ascended into the heavens, and um, uh, that word, uh, that phrase, as far as uh, the Greek, I know it says, who has gone through the heavens. And it is believed that uh, that when he died and he rose again, that uh, when he came and where, um, when they saw him, uh, um, at the, at the, the entrance of the tomb, he told them, he said, don't touch me. And because uh, I have not yet ascended unto the Father. And so, um, the belief is that as he began to rise into the heavens, he began to cleanse the heavens all the way to the throne of grace, uh, where he now sits and that cleansing of, uh, um, the quote unquote heavens, as they say, uh gives our prayer access faster. Um, that's what a lot of the teachers have been teaching, and so um, but that's the belief that uh, uh as he he rose into the heaven, it he was able to cleanse all the heavens. But um we're gonna continue to take a look at this, we're gonna look into um uh, verse chapter verse uh, chapter 5 actually it says every high priest is selected from amongst the people and is appointed to represent the people in matters related to God to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins he is able to deal gently with those who are ignorant and are going astray since he himself is subject to weakness and so we are taking a look at uh, um you know uh, the scripture, and it tells us that the high priest, every high priest is selected from amongst the people. And so um, I, I, that's what I wanted to focus on a little, that um, God the Father had appointed uh, Jesus Christ to become the high priest for us uh, in, in, in glory. And uh, uh, um, he is currently arrayed in his, his priestly his priestly garments, and um, he is standing there with God on our behalf. The scripture says that he ascended into the heaven on our behalf, not uh, because of God or because of anything, but he ascended into the heavens um, on our behalf as a high priest. Um, and so the Bible it states in the Bible it says God entered, uh, Christ entered into heaven now to appear. In the presence of God for us, which is in Hebrews chapter 9, verses 24, which is absolutely a beautiful thing. He's doing this because he loved us. And even when he hung on the cross, the scripture says he, he, he envisioned the reason why he stayed on the cross was that for the glory that was set before him. Because he saw you and I and um, uh, the victory that we would have through his death in Christ. And I'm going to do a study in Christ and see the amount of uh, who we are in Christ. But um, as we're focusing on this particular uh, subject of him as a high, high priest, so Hebrews chapter 9, 24, as I said, says, Christ entered into heaven now to appear in the presence of God for us. And uh, John, I- I got a glimpse of him, in his uh, um, office, if you look at the Book of Revelations, I know Revelation one thirteen, where he talks about it. He was clothed with a garment down to his foot and girded about with paps uh, with a golden girdle, and that's those are garments of a high priest. And so, uh, to today in heaven, Jesus. Is the high priest, and we're going to go into the scripture and look and see some examples of what uh, a high priest does uh, on our behalf. Um, So uh, let's take a look at some of these uh, high priests. I know in scripture there are two, there are two uh, types of high priests or two mentions of high priests, and uh, the first was Melchizedek, and the other was Aaron. And so, um, the Bible says that Jesus was going to be after he's going to be in the order of, of Melchizedek. Um, and, uh, um, it says, uh, uh that, uh, uh, I believe in, in the, let's, let's go to, to Genesis and we're going to take a look at that first and we're going to take a look and see about who this guy was. And, um, and Melchizedek, and because there's a couple of things about him that is different from that of um, Aaron. And first, you'll see that he was both king and priest. Aaron was not a king or a priest; he was simply a priest. And um, uh, his uh, uh, office, uh, he he uh, we got, God separated him. Uh, to, uh, Melchizedek, you will see God separated Melchizedek because at the time when Melchizedek was, was here, um, no man, we have no record that, uh, anyone else had picked him or choose him, um, except for, uh, God. So let's take a, uh, a quick look at Genesis chapter 14. And, um, that is, uh, 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 17 to 20. We're going to take a look at that. Um, but what we're going to do is... Um, uh, uh, I-, I wanted to talk to you guys about something. You know, uh, just uh, again, this the stuff that I'm doing today is to encourage you because um, I, I get people telling me all the time what they're going through and all the pain that they're suffering right now. And um, uh, God loves you. Jesus loves you. The Holy Spirit loves you. So you can call on him. And the whole purpose of this podcast is to show you that you can call on Jesus. And so Abraham, in the book of of Genesis chapter um, 14, talks this story is about Abraham rescuing Lot. And um, uh, so Lot... Uh, 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 had uh, been captured and so um there were several kings and um uh Abram at the time was not called Abram Abraham was Abram 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 went against these these kings and they had war and he was able to get back um lot from from these kings and so um um in verse 14, verse 17, it says that, And the king of Sodom went out uh, to meet him, and after he returned to the slaughter of the Chaldean, and the king of that were with him, and the valley of Shiva, which is the king of Dale, and Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abr- Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And he blessed the Most High God, which has delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave, and, and um, it tells us that um, uh, Abram gave him uh, the tithes. And that's when we first see the mention of tithes. And. Uh, uh, Abram gave him 10% of all that he had. Um, so from here, we see that uh, we do, there's nothing ever mentioned about him. So we don't know. Um, all we can surmise is that uh, uh, he was, uh, as mentioned in the scriptures, that he was a um, both king and priest. And um, his name actually means... Uh, King of righteousness, and um, uh, the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is both king and priest, and so are you and I um, and actually this is the first individual uh, to be to be called a priest, and he was called a priest before the law was given um, and so uh, that's one one of the other things that i I wanted to bring to you that Aaron. He, his priestly um, office was given to him um, uh, after the laws had in came into place and so um, uh, well, uh, uh, there's a, another scripture that says in in the book of Psalms where I mentioned to you earlier that it was God who chose Jesus to be the priest the high priest on our behalf and and um, uh, we're going to head back into that. I, I just wanted to bring to you and show you that um, uh, Melchizedek was a priest chosen by God. Um, the similarities with Jesus was that he was uh, chosen by God, number one. He was both um, uh, king and priest. And uh, they go into other things about, about him as well, but I don't want to go into that as yet. Um um in this particular podcast, but I just wanted to bring those two similarities and uh, that one God chose him number two, he was both king and priest, Aaron was simply the priest, and Jesus the Bible says is both king and priest, but um uh we're focusing on the fact that uh he is um the high priest and so but uh if you look at the the old testament um exodus thirty it gives you a wonderful. Picture of the ministry of the priests and um, how he has to guard himself a certain way. Then uh, I know one of the assignment is that um, uh, the lamp um, that uh, Aaron was commanded to take care of the lamp and the wicks. In the morning when he went into the holy place, that. Uh, uh, it, is to put incense on the altar and that uh have any cold and fire it always that altar always have to be burning, and the incense always have to be uh burning that sweet smell um it reads in exodus, let me take you to exodus chapter thirty verse seven it says and Aaron the high priest shall burn thereon sweet incense every morning when he dresseth the lamp, he shall burn incense upon it. And when Aaron lighted the lamp at evening, he shall burn incense upon it, a perpetual incense for the Lord throughout all generation. And that's in Exodus chapter uh, 7 through 8. And so we see that one of the reasons um, uh, that he burned incense in the Bible, uh, incense represents prayer. And so... Uh, he's doing this before the altar what is he doing it's a symbol that he's praying continually um and this is uh, through, uh uh supposed to be the office of of uh of uh the the priest the high priest and so that scripture right there just basically show you that jesus is praying uh, perpetually that incense would represent uh, um uh, prayer, Jesus is praying every day for us before the Father. Um, he is there interceding in our behalf. Um, John 17, 8, uh, 17, I think, 8 through 11, it says that I have given unto them the word which thou has given to me, and Jesus is saying, I pray for them, keep them, uh, keep th- those thine own name those who that have given me i believe that's that's i'm trying to remember from from my uh from my head but uh here is jesus praying for us is showing that he's praying for us um in john 17 um and as i mentioned this is one of uh uh the office uh, uh service that the high priest performs um and jesus is praying on our behalf guys and uh, I'll give you a perfect example of that situation. If you go, it, it, we see that um, in the book of Zechariah. Um, in uh, in Zechariah chapter 3, it talks about um, there's a, um, a priest by the name of Joshua. And um, uh, Zechariah describes him and that uh, he sees that s- s- Satan is standing next to him, and an angel is standing there. It is believed that that angel is Jesus Christ. And um, uh, and uh, uh, at the time, it was thought that they should not um, intermarry with the Gentiles, because the Gentiles at the time represented the spiritual barbarians, um, the dead, and... Um, uh, we were not redeemed into the bloodline until Jesus came. And so it is basically that, um, the, uh, children of Israel, the priests were mixing with the bloodline of, 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 and, and that's why that was very important when, when God told him not to intermingle. But Joshua and his sons they had. And so, um, uh, um, What happened here is we see in Ezra, um, in Ezra 8, uh, I think it's Ezra 10, 18, it appears that Joshua had and his sons had married these heathen women uh, when we read um, Ezra 10, 18. And so uh, we see a picture of him. It says that he's clothed clothed in filthy rags. And so um, in this book, We see that, and this picture, the representation of you and I before we became born again. And so Joshua's clothed with his filthy rags, and he stood before the angel in Zechariah 3.3. And um, here he is standing here, and um, uh, the Bible tells us that uh, Satan is the accuser uh, of the brethren. And um, that's what he's called in Revelations 12.10. And when you go into the terms of terminologies of accusers and all this stuff, this is legal terms and uh, courtroom kind of drama stuff. And so that's exactly what happens here. This is courtroom kind of drama. So Joshua is filthy rags. And so the accuser begins to accuse him of all the things that he's done. You know, the devil's having a good time about, you know, how he broke the law that he should be uh, should be killed, he should be do this, he should be that and all of that stuff and how he and his family they're unclean, unworthy, the stuff that you and I say about ourselves and people say about us and so he, the, the filthy rags represents that the filthy garments represent all of that and then the devil goes off all the rail and goes whatever. it tells us that the advocate who is Jesus the Bible calls him an advocate. Uh, he steps in. And these are courtroom dramas we have. Um, the accuser is always doing it. He did it with Job. Uh, he's standing there and starts to accuse um, Job of this and that. And God was bo- uh, bragging about Job and uh, uh, Lucifer saying, yeah, sure, but. And so he continues to do that on our behalf. But the Bible tells us that we have an advocate. We have one who is a high priest. And so so we see the high priest now begins to to plead the case. And and Jesus uh, says, I have uh, caused thy iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with with change of remnant. That is us. That is the blood of Jesus um, uh, uh, sprinkling and cleansing us, Jesus says. You know? And the Lord rebuked thee, O Satan, um, in verse 2. Um, even the Lord that has chosen Jerusalem rebuked thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? And so Jesus is here rescuing us in this example. And so the enemy has to leave because Jesus now is taking up his position. He says, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. This is in John, First John, chapter two, verse one. Um, it says, uh, um, "Bible tells us that He is here for us. He's here to pray for us." Another uh, uh, example just came to my mind about uh, how the, in the prayer of the high priest protects us, and there was a, a story with Moses. In number sixteen, when the congregation of Israel begins to rise up and complaining about uh, Aaron and Moses, and um, uh, because uh, uh, several of uh, of the men had rise up against them, and they were they were they were they were killed, and so the people began to to get upset that um, the two hundred I think it was two hundred and fifty princes had rebelled um against uh God and God got angry and destroy and and, and destroy them. And so the people began to argue. And um but Moses and Aaron and they wanted to kill them both. And uh it says in Numbers 1641 uh, all the congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, saying, You have killed the people of the Lord. And it says, God appeared in a cloud telling Moses and Aaron to stand apart from the rest of them get out of the way basically he says i'm going to i'm going to consume these people instantly and that's in verse 26 and then it says that suddenly a horrible plague broke out amongst the people um and Moses uh uh terrified and he he told Aaron the high priest Now he told pre- the high priest he says take this the 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 censor and put fire therein of the altar, takes it from the altar and put on incense and go quickly onto the congregation and make atonement for them. For there is wrath gone out from the Lord, the plague is begun. And he stood between the dead and the living, and the plague was stayed. That's verse 46 and 48. And um, again, as I mentioned to you, uh, the incense. Is a representation of uh, um, praying, and so Jesus is praying for you and I. Don't give up. Don't don't feel like you you can't win. We have an advocate. The Scripture says um, uh, those stories that I told you are just examples. Jesus is praying for us, and um, as a result, that it tells us because He has done this, and He has took the office of the high priest and that he went back to heaven not because he wanted to be close to God the scripture says he went back to heaven because of us and so um, he is there and because he is there it tells us that uh, and he is our high priest he identifies with us In verse, I'm going to go back to, to, to um, Hebrews chapter 4 verses 14 and I'm going to read that again and let you see the beauty of his office and what he's there for us. But you should go and take a study and look into this thing a little more deeply. I'm just glancing and just giving you, uh, uh, information to help you and to encourage you because I want to, I didn't want to make this just a big in-depth study. I just wanted to give you, uh, some information to encourage you, to let you know that we have a high priest in Jesus Christ and he's praying for us. It says in verses, uh, 14, therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into the heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to the fate we profess, what we confess, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize. On the last um, podcast, I talked about that. And Jesus is able to empathize with us, with our weaknesses. But We have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. He did not sin. Let us therefore approach the throne of God, our the throne of grace, confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. That scripture has been one of my favorite scriptures in my entire life. I use it every day uh, to get up and pray because my confidence is in Jesus, my high priest that is there, that provided all the things that I need, uh, he gave me the blood that will cleanse me from all unrighteousness, the Bible tells us. And so you cleanse yourself with the blood of Jesus and you walk in the boldness, knowing that he is there, praying to the Father on your behalf, calling your name and, uh, uh, speaking on your, on your behalf, calling and bringing the needs that you have and, uh, uh uh warning for what the scripture tells us all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and those that are called according to his purposes and so uh don't be despaired uh call on your high priest Jesus. He is there as uh, I read the story he's praying for you, and because it's uh with Aaron and Moses, the incense it says the plague uh stopped. And so whatever plague is coming to your life, um, you go and and the prayer of the high priest, uh, go and bring your request and let it be made known that the prayer of the high priest would stop the plague in your life. And um, I want to encourage you today that uh, Jesus is Lord. The Bible says if, if you're not saved... Um, it, scripture says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He got saved. Uh, that's the beginning. And from there, then you would have your high priest that is there with you for all generations. And um, I encourage you to, uh, to um, get in touch with your your pastors, and have them talk to you about these things. Have them explain and let them do a study about the high priest's office of Jesus and not just scale over it but dive into it and see what he does for them and for us until um, all generations. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming to um, uh, visit us here at uh, uh, Blueprint of Faith. I do appreciate all of you. Every day, I pray for my audience, and I thank you, and I will see you next time. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world, for our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming by. Please subscribe and if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. You can do this by hitting the heart button. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeart Radio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.